0: Wednesday nights we pray, and we pray for our nation, every time, so if you ever get near the church on Wednesday night, pop on in, All right, we'll do some praying, right, no telling whether it'll be from Florida or here, but you know what, it doesn't matter because we're praying, right, we don't come here to talk about praying, we pray, so it's a good thing to be a part of, we were in prayer this Wednesday night, it was really good, a really good time of prayer um a lot of good things came out of it in fact is the title of my message came out of prayer Wednesday night so um but it, it was it was a good time um Brother Moore it's uh gonna be here Sunday so just so you're thinking wonder where Brother Moore is well we don't need to know where he is right now but we know he'll be here Sunday <laughs> so so uh it'll be good uh, how many enjoyed marriage meeting how uh, I many you know he preached before marriage meeting, he preached during marriage meeting, and man, he did some preaching yes. during marriage meeting. Were there any men in here that were there on men's night? That was some good stuff. And Monday night is now a prerequisite to getting married at Faith Life Church. But um, it was a good marriage meeting. We had Mrs. Moore. Uh, they, they, uh, they flow together, and that will help. Many people has helped and will continue to help. Many people, what a blessing. What a blessing it is. Amen. Well, open your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. You know, we were praying uh, Wednesday night, and my brother Edward from Florida was doing the praying, and he said something in his prayer that it had been said a way I'd never quite heard it said that way before or said it that way. He said, nothing can win against love. Yeah, you know, love, love never fails is the verse. But literally in prayer, he said, nothing can win against love. Which is the same verse spoken in a different way. Yep. But see, that, that changes the way your heart receives it at that point. Because nothing can win against love. Right. Love never fails. And nothing can come against love that can overcome it. Right. There's nothing. And the thing is, is, love has been so watered down by the world... You know, you, you got songs out there. I want to know what love is. You know, and, and got another one that calls it the second-hand emotion. And you know what? What they, well, you know, the devil's not changed a bit, and he doesn't have any good ideas. He uses the same ideas we use with our dogs. If they won't take their medicine, we wrap it in a big piece of bologna, and they'll eat it. And, and if, if the devil can't get us. To to think wrong about love or about something that's a truth of God, such a foundational thing, it is the very essence of God. It is God, and if He can get us to believe wrong about it, you know, if He can if He can turn it into an emotion or 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 a feeling or something that's something that's that's wishy washy, then 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 that's that's what God is, because everybody, Christian and non-Christian, knows. God is love. So if he can water down love to the point where he waters down God, then he can take away some of our strength, some of our ability, some of God's goodness to us. Because what we believe about God's love and about what God, about God's love towards us, in us, and through us, it is what we'll do, and it's, what we'll, it's how we'll receive and it's how we'll give on the earth. Amen? And, and so nothing can win against love means whatever you're going through today, God loves you. And the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. So not only does He love you, His love is in you. So whatever's coming against you has no power against what's, what's in you. Amen? The greater one is the greater love. And it's in you. And whatever would try to come against me or you has no authority. Um, where did I say go? 1 Corinthians 13? Just in verse 8. It says, it says and I'm going to read it out of the Young's Literal Translation. The re- reason I do is because there's only one love. Everything else is a counterfeit. The second-hand emotion, that's a counterfeit. has nothing to do with love. It, it's selfish what right its its only benefit is for itself right. but the love of god is totally selfless amen yes. and it's the love the love right now, i don't know if i got any ohio state fans in here but they like to call themselves the ohio state <laughs> because there is another ohio state or ohio actually right so they call themselves the i'm guessing that's why they do it mean, no, don't know. But this this is the love. There's one love. It's God's love. It is God. It is what God, it, it's his essence. It is everything that he is. It, everything that he does, he does because of love. He, his thoughts are not, you know, like a lot of times, I was, remember I was watching a sports because that's what I watch. But one of, the, one of the main people got up afterwards and somebody had said something bad about him. And he said, oh, I'm going to take the high road. Well, immediately you know he's not because he wouldn't have said, I'm going to take the high road. Because if you're going to take the high road, you don't say, I'm going to take the high road. Because the minute you say that, you now want people to know, you're on the high, you're, I'm on the high road. I'm holier than thou. Right? You know, it's like Christians, it's a lot of times we say, I'm going to choose to walk in love. Don't say that, just walk in love. Right? Because the only reason we'd say we're going to choose to is so you'll know. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Little walking in love here, huh? You know, because that's you're going to have a problem with that right away. First of all, yeah. because you started in pride. There's no pride in love, amen. And so we want we want to get a hold of love. We want to get a hold of, of its benefit in us. We want to give it towards us, amen. Because because the the love that he's talking about, it does never fail. And nothing can win against it. Go to Isaiah 54. You guys probably are already there in your head anyway. Isaiah 54, 17. Look at it. Uh, oh, look at it in this. In this. Me and King James, we're pretty, we're pretty tight, so we're okay. And remember, as we're talking about love, we're not talking about the watered-down version. We're not talking about the songs. We're not talking about... You know, because we're not the German shepherd. We're not going to eat the baloney with the pill in it. You know, it's like me. You can put a bunch of cheese or chocolate on anything and I'll eat it. <laughs> right? That's not We're not talking about the kind of love that has to have cheese or chocolate on it. We're talking about the love. The one, the only love. Amen? The love. The love... Nothing can win against it. Anything that comes against it, which means anything that comes against us cannot win. Amen. Amen. This is the truth that we need to get inside of us because it says it over and over in the Bible. I started looking at it like, it says it over and over. Right here. No weapon formed how? Against you shall prosper. Against me shall prosper. Every tongue. That rises up against us in judgment. Every accusation against us. Doesn't matter whether it used to be true or not. But because we're now children of God, it's no longer true. If somebody says, that day he wasn't, you don't even want to know what all he did. I remember somebody, I think it's from the church, met somebody that I used to run around with. And they told them I was preaching now. And they said, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can't be. And... Uh, Thank God that you can completely change and become who God wanted you to be all along. And He never quit on you. He never left you. He never forsook you. He never quit on you. And all this time, these verses were still true of me. Amen? These these verses, and all I had to do was walk in them. You know, people want this to be true and they're walking away from God. This is still true, but you're walking. You're not near. You're not near God, right? He's tr- He's trying to do everything he can. You know, God's merciful. He's merciful to us every day. But, you know, recently, I'm getting off track, but this is good. Recently, my daughter, she was going to go to Honduras on a mission trip, uh, kind of for what she does as a, as a uh, job, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, she. Uh, She was going to go on a mission trip, and it was in the Honduras, which, you know, if anybody was at prayer, they happen to know Honduras is one of the most dangerous places in the world right now. And so I'm thinking now, well, she's 26, not my job to tell her no. Right? If she was 18, not my job to tell her no. It's my job to tell her to be led. And with all my heart, I wanted to tell her no, but with all God's might, I said, be led. And... Needless to say, don't know if she's watching or not, she wasn't. <laughs> so she goes ahead, planning to do it, and, uh, um, and then Kim's the same way. We're both like, mm, this isn't right. And, you know, we're praying for mercy at this point, because this is what she needs, mercy. And uh, so it continues on, you get a plane ticket, you know, and she's, it's the day of going. She's on her way to go to where the plane's going. And they cancel the trip. God's merciful. God is merciful. That, That had nothing to do with my faith. Why? Because it's her faith that needed to work. It's her being led that needed to work. I was asking for mercy because I knew in my heart something wasn't right. Right? Now, we don't want to do that six times a day right and the truth of the matter is is we do you know a lot of people are sitting there saying thank god i don't do that wrong (laughs) god's so merciful that you don't notice when you miss a step he is so merciful that every day when we miss one step his hands underneath our foot just taking care of that step amen he's a he's a good god but, but there's too many times where he'll say, I need you to be led. I've told you, I've told you, and you're still not doing it. Yeah. But he still loves us. Yeah. He still loves us. He'll go down with you. He will. He'll, he'll go. He'll, but, but there's times where he will not interfere with your decision. Amen? Thank God he interfered with hers. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> Side note. Back to the verse. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against against us in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage. This is our heritage. This is what we are, not because of what we did. See, there's another problem with, with our vision of love. Our vision of love is, if you'll do this, you'll get this. Because I love you, if you'll do this, you'll... No, that's not love. Love gives to you when you don't do a thing to get it. God, Jesus died for all of us before we were ever born. God, God wasn't waiting for t- a trade. He was saying, I'm putting this in place because I love you. Amen. I'm not doing it to prove anything. I'm doing it because I'm, I'm believing that I'll have many sons. Right. Many children will come. And He put that in place. Why? Because He loved us. This was put in place for the very same reason. If you go up, and that, that's why we read the context of a chapter. If you go up to about verse 10. For the mountains shall depart, the hills be removed, but my kindness... Put that in the NIV. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. This is the verse... That that's pre whatever is way before verse 17. I had to get my two shows my shoes off and count, but that was right. <laughs> Seven <laughs> verses, right? This is what's he saying? The reason no weapon formed against you is going to prosper is because of my unfailing love. Yeah. Amen? Amen. The reason we we trust in that verse isn't just because it's in the Word of God but because it's in the Word of God because He loves us. Amen. Because He loves us, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yeah. When we doubt His love, we begin to fear. Yeah. When we begin to fear, we, da- we, we don't doubt His ability any longer. We're doubting His love. Yeah. Amen? Right. Because fear, it, it, over and over again, well, go to the next verse. Um, I'm sorry, go to about verse 14. In righteousness you'll be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Why? Because He loves you. If we know He loves us, fear has no power over us. Right? Because His unfailing love will never quit. Because of His covenant of wholeness, covenant of peace, covenant of nothing missing, nothing broken. Because of those things... We don't, we don't have to be afraid. When something comes against you, you don't have to be afraid. You have to automatically say, God loves me. God loves me. He put things in place that, that are against this. And I'm going to receive because He loves me. Because of His unfailing love, these things that are coming against me will go, go away and they'll be powerless. In fact, if you keep reading, terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. Amen? Yes. How many know we need to claim that verse every day? That's right. Terror will not come near us. Amen. Amen? Verse 15. If anyone does attack you, this is, and you know, it, it amazes me that religion teaches that bad things can come from God after God Himself says they don't. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty plain right here. If someone does attack you, it won't be at my doing. Right, right. right? If something comes against you, it's not because I did it. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Now, you may, I may have opened the door. I won't say you because you might get mad at me. <laughs> and then we'll have to read more about love so you keep no record of wrongs. Right. right. But But whatever's coming against you, you may have opened the door. I, I may have... And I'm not saying it's because of sin. You may have just... Not been wise. You might have just decided to go to Honduras when God told you not to. Right? When you get there and something bad happens, you say, oh, God must be trying to teach me something. And God's saying, if something attacks you, it won't be of my doing. Amen? Amen. But but, but then if you go any further, He says, if it does attack you, it'll surrender. It will surrender. If something's attacking your body, it must surrender to you. If something's attacking your finances, it must surrender to you. Right. Why? Because of God's unfailing love for you, because of the things that He's put on us and in us, because of who it's our heritage. Right. It is our heritage is. That's right. That's right. to receive right. of His goodness. He's a good God. And He's doing good things, and He's putting good things in place for us. And He's saying, have these things. Amen. Have these things. And, and you know, we're... We're looking at these things, and, and we're saying, "We're saying, well, maybe it's God, or, I wonder, you know, I wonder if I deserve it." Well, no, you don't. But He's going to do it anyway. Yes. Condemnation, guilt, those things are merely there to doubt the love of God, because what you're saying is this love can't overcome this sin. It already did. It overcame it before you did it. It doesn't mean you can just walk in sin all day and expect God to be... He can't help you. You've put yourself in a position to not be helped. Amen? Because you've chosen a different path. But in His path, in His will, in, his, in, his, in your life, He wants anything that attacks you, anything that comes against you, to be shot down. Right? And, and, and no matter what it is, It has to surrender the minute you say stop. The minute you say no. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm not having it this way. But we have have to identify with that love. We can't can't play with the world's love. The world's love, it'll say things like, well, if you love me, you do this. I mean, didn't in that? Where's that in Matthew? Look in. Uh, I think it's in Matthew. Go to. Uh, go to a different verse. Mark, Little Mark. Mark four. Mark four, verse thirty-eight. They, they were out on. They were out in the sea. They're in a ship. And and he he was in the back of the ship asleep on a pillow. It's storming. It's blowing all over the place. He's still in the back of the ship. And instead, you know, the the right question would have been, Lord, what what do we need to do? Right? But their question is, Master, don't you love me? (laughs) If you loved me, you'd care if I perished. (laughs) He cared if they perished before they ever went out there. To question God's love is zero faith when we question the lord's love for us the lord's care for us what we become faithless not little faith faithless how do i know that because he said it later on they said they said don't you care that we're perishing don't don't you care? lord don't you care i've been dealing with this poverty for years and years don't you care about me Lord, what about this sickness? I've been believing you. i got, I got scriptures on my refrigerator. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I've done everything I know to do. I, don't you care? Don't you care? Every time you say that, you're questioning the love of God. People say, well, won't he understand it?" He understands it maybe, but he's not for it. It, it puts a roadblock between you and him. It'd be like your kid saying, coming up to you and saying, "Dad, why don't you feed me? Why don't you feed me?" And you got food in the refrigerator. You are saying, "Open up and get it, Dad." I, don't you care about me? Won't you feed me? And, you, and you, as a father, you're you're like, "I want you to eat, son. I want you to eat." And that's what God's saying. He's saying, "I'm done it all. I'm not. I'm not. You are healed. You are without lack. I've done everything that is necessary for you to have these things." don't doubt my love don't doubt my love because that love is in you and it's what's going to cause your faith to work don't doubt love doubting love again it's never doubts his ability people that don't even know God people don't I've heard people that don't even know God quote first Corinthians 13 8 they'll say love never fails I mean, they're talking about some other love and some other God, and, so, and they're talking about the Bible at the same time. And then you got Christians that say it, and, and they're, they're out of whack because they actually believe that He might fail you just to teach you something. Right? Yeah. They put ends and buts and ors in places they shouldn't be. Right? Get them out of there. Amen? Because it's, it's our belief not only in His ability... But in his love for us, that his ability... What was Abraham? Was he fully persuaded that what he was able to do, he might do? No. Huh? No, not only was he able to do it, he would do it. Yeah. Right? Um, if in in uh, Isaiah, in one place, it tells the children of Israel, or the seed of Abraham, that he's blessing them because of Abraham his friend. Yeah. Abraham his loved. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And and they are loved because Abraham was loved. And and these are the keys. These are the things to receiving. If we're going to receive on that love level, the same level that we receive salvation on, because, what? For God so loved the world, He loves me, so I'm going to receive salvation today. Why? Because He loved me. Right? Jesus would not have went to the cross had God not loved you. So you received from love when you received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. He didn't say stop receiving from love at that point. Because when we doubt that love, then then we doubt the very thing that God's trying to get to you. It's like these guys, they're out on on, on the ocean or the sea. There's a big storm. Can we go back to whatever verses those were? And they say, don't you care? And that's a direct doubt of his love. Go to the next verse. He arose, and he he said to the sea, Peace be still. Mercy. That's mercy. Why? How do I know? Because there was no faith. Right? How do I know? Next verse. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Why did you doubt my love? Why are you so fearful? Why did you doubt my love? Amen? You know, for a Christian, doubting God's love is counterproductive because, first of all, Not only is it the same love that saved you, it's the same love that healed you, it's the same love that prospers you. It's the same love that gives you peace. It's the same love that gives you joy. It's the same love that everything that God has flows out of. And it's the same love that when you leave this earth, you're going to see. So everything about love and his love for us, it it is counterproductive for us to question it at any time. Right? And people say, well, you can get mad at God he'll understand that no he won't understand that why because how can you understand when somebody's mad at you about something you already did because every time i've been mad about something he'd already accomplished what i'm mad at him about now i learned when i was about nine years old you don't get mad at god so i went to my mom and i said mom why didn't and she said don't ever say that again god did everything he could do and he's doing more than you know and he's good. And guess what he's what he is after that? Good. Yeah. What about mom? What about this? He's good. good. Yeah, but what about good? <laughs> Son, let me show you. He's good. good. And it settled it. She showed me sixteen verses that said he's good. Right. I said, huh? Oh, I guess you're right. And sixteen years later, I learned it. <laughs> right? and it wasn't because she didn't try to teach it it was because i didn't want to hear it yeah. right because i wanted to go my own way right <laughs> because i can't trust her love kids do it too why do you well, you know think about it when your kids are really little they follow you anywhere yeah. but as you get up, as you get older they start questioning your your judgments Right? Did, you guys, did anybody in here question your parents' judgments? Huh? And, and the reason they do is because our judgments are inconsistent many times. Mine were. You know, mine were inconsistent a lot, a lot of times. Um, gods are never inconsistent. You know, love, the love of God is very secure. You know, Mrs. Moore said this, and I guess we'll sidetrack again. One time we were uh, marriage, uh, I won't say we were counseling marriage, we were talking about a marriage that we were working with years ago. And she said there's no security. No security. Um, Husband is to love his wife. He's to love his family. Love is very secure. Um, uh, Jesus is the security to the church. He is our anchor. Amen? The husband is to be the anchor of the family. If the husband is floating around, wavering and doing everything except doing and making his decisions based on what he wants how he feels what he wants to do right right? then he is not a good anchor right right? because he's just bouncing along off the bottom and he's never hooking to anything love is very consistent and god never changes god is love he changes not he's consistent i'd say that's as consistent as you can get right anybody in here say you've never changed if, you'd have, if you raise your hand, then you probably need to. <laughs> right? Love is consistent. It, it, it is always the same. Every, in other words, you don't go to it one time. You have people say, well, sometimes love's not kind. No, love's always kind. Even when it's hard, it's kind. Why? Because it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is patient and kind. So real love, see how we get messed up on what love really is? say, so, well, I had to show him some hard love right i remember one time i got mad at ramsey because she was ba- she was being selfish she was a teenager <laughs> yep. by the way teenagers that doesn't mean you can be selfish That's right. it's a bad move don't think about you think about someone you can help that'll keep you from being selfish if everybody only thought about somebody else just one other person yeah. they wouldn't ever be selfish Amen. right but she'd been being selfish, and it made me mad, and it made me mad the wrong way. And so I decided I wasn't going to talk to her, and that's not easy for me because I talk. And it's really not easy because Ramsey never shuts up. <laughs> so she doesn't think I'm mad, so she said to me, blah, 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 and, I, and I'm trying to give her the silent treatment, by the way, silent treatment. And, you know, if, you got, if God told you to do it, right right move, I don't know. For me, was wrong move. God said, did I ever do that to you? And I'm like, what? He said, did I ever do that to you? And he said, when you were out running away from me, he said, in the middle of the night, you'd cry out to me. And did I answer you? I said, yeah, you did. And he said, every time you prayed to me, even though you walked off the next day and did exactly what I told you not to do, did I not answer you? He said, "Yep, you answered me. That's right. He said, I never left you. I never forsook you. I never was silent to you. You were silent to me. Right. <laughs> Love's consistent. God doesn't talk to you today and not talk to you tomorrow. And when he talks to you tomorrow, he might tell you what you did wrong. Right? And he'll hope that you'll have a heart to hear. But he's consistent. He's consistently love. And he's consistently doing things to help us as parents, as husbands as wives, our love should be consistently doing things that helps others, that helps our wife, that helps our husband, that helps our kids, not things that help us. You know, I know I told this before, but I remember Ramsey kept wanting to do things and I'd say, and I'm tired, I'm coming home from work and I'm like, I don't want to do it. And God said, is that the reason to say no? Because you don't feel like doing it? It's not. (laughs) It's quiet in here. Yeah. It's not. the right. We should at least say, God, what should I tell him, Or should I just go do it? I'm worn out. He might say, you know what? Tell them you'll do it tomorrow night. Right? right. Tell them you're tired. See what they say. I'm really tired. Can we do it tomorrow night? There's other ways than just no. Right. right? We want to teach our kids love. And there's so many things that as a parent you can learn about from the greatest parent of all. If we'll just Listen. Because your parents didn't do it all right. You didn't do it all right. And then your next ones aren't going to do it all right. But if we can start gleaning more and more from the father of all fathers. Yeah. Right? Then, then we'll realize how good he was, how good he is, how good he's going to be. Why? Because he loves us. And then he put that love in us and said, here, use this. Use this to raise your children. Use this in your marriage use this on your job use this in the grocery store tomorrow amen when we see a situation that love can help he's saying I put it in you use it use it become like me imitate what I would do and you might say well I don't know that all the time I know that's why I had to ask him or that's why he had to tell me to quit being quiet to my daughter Why? Because I was doing it wrong. It wasn't going to help her. Now, some other kid, maybe it would. I don't know that. My situation, God said, stop that. I didn't do it to you. Don't do it to her. And I deserve the silent treatment from God. (laughs) Glory to God. He's a good God, and he will show us how to walk in this love, how to receive from this love, and how to work through this love and and it is so important because if he would never leave you nor forsake you then that's love so would you ever leave someone or forsake them i've seen people stay in situations and i and i think oh how do they do it and god says i'm helping them i'm helping them because i'm the never leaver never forsaker and i can help people to be the never leaver never forsaker And I'm like, wow, that's so good because I would have quit years ago. And he goes, I know, that's why I had to put my love in you because you didn't have any. We don't have love outside of what he gives us. It's all fake. It's not real, and and it won't help anybody. Our love is built to help us. It only thinks of itself. It, It says things like, Well, if you love me, honey, you'd do this for me. You'd get two pieces of pie instead of one for me. If she loved you, she'd quit getting you pie. (laughs) At least you'd have the exercise going to the refrigerator. (laughs) Would you please still get me pie now? (laughs) We must not question God's love. His love is is the precursor to everything that we have from him and in him it's why we got jesus it's why we're blessed it's why we're healed it's why his love is what we hang everything on it is the anchor of our soul amen it is what our faith works by right it's what you have hope in amen look at uh, isaiah 41 And as Edward said, nothing can win against it. Glory to God. This, this, is, this is consistent throughout the Bible. It's not just in the Old Testament. What did he say in Romans 8? Was it 837, 31, something like that? It says, and what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Literally that verse means if God is for you, who can be your accuser? Who can bring charges against you if God is for you? That's what he's saying. It doesn't matter. The devil can sit there all day long and he can say, yeah, I did this, and and, and Jesus will say, judge, a motion to strike, and he'll say, motion, motion sustained. Say, so, yeah, but he did this. Motion to strike, motion sustained. Yeah, yeah but he was a heathen. Motion to strike, motion sustained. That's right? right? Yeah. Because... Those, those don't apply to our case anymore. That's right. Amen? That's right. Why? Because he who loved us was greater than that. And he overcame all that for us. And he raised us up and seated us together in heavenly places with Christ. And now we identify with that amount of sin, the zero amount. We identify with that amount of righteousness, all righteousness with all ability to be healed, to be whole, to be prosperous, to have all the goodness of God working in our lives. We have that ability. Amen? Isaiah, what did I say, 41? Isaiah 41, starting in verse 10. It's God talking to His people. Love. Nothing can win against love. He said, fear not. What's he saying? Don't doubt my love. Fear not. Anytime you see, fear not. He's saying, don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. Remember what it says, Mark 11, 22, was it 22? Have faith in God. Have faith in love. Have faith in love. Put your faith in love. Put your faith in love, then say. Don't, don't, just, put, just, don't, don't just say have faith. Have faith in love, then say to the mountain. Amen? Yeah. Then tell the weapon formed against you it can't prosper. Right. Then tell whatever attack's coming against you it has to surrender. Yeah. Have faith in love. Right. right? Have faith in God. It says fear not. And, and then it's in, in that verse it says, and, and what, you, what you say, do not doubt, right? But believe. Well, what's he saying? Don't doubt your faith in love. Don't doubt your faith in love. Never give up on God's love. It will come through. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what's happening. You can't judge it from somebody else's life. You can only judge what's going on from your own life because it's the only heart you know at all. And you don't know it as good as God does. People say, oh, I've been married to my husband for years. I know his heart. You know a little bit of his heart. But only he and God... No, the big, the big story. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. Don't be shaken. Why? For I am. And am is added. So you can just say, for I, thy God, I will strengthen you. Why? Don't be dismayed, because I'll strengthen you. Don't be shaken. Don't be wobbly. Don't be swayed, because I'll strengthen you. What's he saying? Believe. <laughs> don't, don't doubt my love. I'll be with you. I won't let you be shaken. I'll strengthen you. I will help you. Love just told you it would help you. The the power that created the universe just told you it would help you. If we believe in that, then we we will receive on a level that we hadn't received on before. And if we refuse to let go of that, will have things that the devil would hate for you to have. He would hate for you to have life and life abundantly. He would hate for you to have joy in the midst of the storm. He would hate for you to have peace when everybody else is running around in turmoil. He would hate for you to be a light to the world because that's what you would be. When, you, when we go places, we stand out because of the goodness of God in us. Amen. He said, "I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my right hand of my righteousness." Verse eleven. Behold, all that were against, all that they were. Wow, well, I read this in the NIV. Go to go to the NIV, so me and King James don't have words. <laughs> all who rage against you will surely be ashamed. Now, what's all this about? This is about the God who loves you. This is about the God who loves you. He loves you and he's saying, all the rage against you will be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you, they will be as nothing. This is the things we've got to believe. Anything coming against you, say, this is nothing. This is nothing for God. This is nothing for me because I'm God's. This is nothing. I'm stronger than this because of God and I'm going to overcome this through God. Right? I mean, isn't that what it says? Who can stand against us? And then later in those verses it says, We were more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Yes. We're not just more than conquerors through Christ. We're more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. In other words, Christ that poured his love upon us made us conquerors. More than conquerors. In other words, we were conquerors before conquering happened. Right? And <laughs> yeah, and that's you were. You were a conqueror before the fight. That, and that's, that's the way we got to go into it. If we believe in love, we'll go into every fight that way. And I say, you can fight me, but you're going to be laying down when we're done. That's, right. that's all I'm talking about. Yep. It ain't going to be good for you. <laughs> you might want to surrender right now. <laughs> because you're already conquered. Great. Amen? Yep. It says those who rage against you will surely be ashamed. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Next verse. though you, you, you will go looking for your enemy. And you won't even be able to find him. That's how far he's taking this away from you. You can't even find him. Those who wage war against you will be like nothing. What, what's he saying? You will be so rooted and grounded in that righteousness and that love that none of these things, fear won't be a problem. Because fear is the only thing that's going to keep us from believing this truth. Amen? Amen. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing, verse 13. For I am the Lord, your God. You could say it like this. For I'm the Lord, I am your God. I'm the Lord. In other words, I'm over all things, and I'm your God. What can come against you? I'm the Lord, and I'm your God. And and in our case, we can say, he's the Lord, and he's our father. And dad ain't letting nothing come against you. People say, well, I know things that are coming against people. No, we can't. If you continue to think like that, you will continue to question God's love, and we will continue to cut ourselves off from receiving his best. Nothing that the earth or a person on the earth has experienced in the past can decide your belief in God. And that's what my mom told me when she said God was good. Don't base it on what you're experiencing right now. Base it on the Word of God. He says He's good and He does good. He says He's not evil and evil's not in Him. What's the next question? Okay, Lord. If I don't understand everything that's in the Bible, I understand that you're good. Right? You got people that try to disprove God's good from the Bible. Why do you want to believe God's not good? The only reason you'd want it is your own pride because, I'm not even going to say it. Over the top. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. What's he saying? He's saying, I'll hold your hand and make sure you get through it. Do you think there's something that you couldn't go through? Like like you come against a big puddle of water and God says, here, grab my hand. He says, no, we can't make it. If God grabs your hand, you know you're making it. If you believe in His love. If you believe in His goodness. It's not just His ability. It's it's His goodness that's going to do it. You you know God can get across, but you've got to quit questioning, will He take you there? He's already done it. He's already done it. He saved you before you received salvation. He healed you before your body felt healed. He he loved you before you knew what love was. He's he's just good. And He's just doing good things. Amen? And I'm not putting cheese and, and chocolate on it. It's just the way it is. Amen? It's just real. Glory to God. It's, it's not time to say, don't you care, God? We're perishing, God. And people say it with such conviction. I don't think God knows what I'm going through. <laughs> God knows exactly every day what every person on the whole earth is going through all at the same time and it doesn't even take all his attention. Amen? He's huge. That's the problem. Our little tiny peas, we try, to, we try to conceive Him with in our head. You can't conceive God in your head. you got to be like a little kid and put Him in your heart and say, wow! He's so big that big doesn't even describe Him. Right? I mean, you got to let Him in there and let Him be as big as He can be and quit growing up and making Him small. We, gr- we grow up you know, we, we go to Bible, vacation Bible school and he's deep and wide and he, he's huge and he can do anything. And then you get into junior high and he's, ah, he's okay. Then you get in high school and it's, ah, I don't need it. Right? And, and what, what we're forgetting is, is God saved you because he loved you, but he saved you to love others. And man, when you're in high school, you have an opportunity Why do you think the devil works so hard on kids at that age? Because, man, if you just get a hold of the love of God. I know that even when I was running away from him in high school, the the kids that impressed me most were the ones that weren't. I'd try to get close to them and think, "Why, why, why why am I running away from him and you're not? Just a tidbit. It's all free. Don't run away from him, kids. Don't run to Him. Yeah. He will use you to change your school. He'll use you to change your household. He'll use you to be a light. Yeah. And it's exciting to be used by love. Amen. Because you know what He does with you? He lets you love people the way He loves them. He lets you see people the way He sees them. Amen. You know, we see people and we say, Oh, He sees people and say, Oh, yeah. huh? When we say, ooh, he says, ah. Yeah. There's not one person in on this earth that he doesn't love, that he doesn't think the, the utmost of. Right? That's tough. You know, we've got to get a lot, rid of a lot of flesh, right? Because we're, we're still busy uh, saying, well, don't you care? When if we'd say, let us care, let us help somebody else, let us love then you wouldn't be asking him if he cared because you'd be using his care for others. Amen? Th- this is what love does. Love changes your your uh, position and then it takes you to another position to change others. Amen? It makes you the answer instead of the question all the time. Amen? And that's what we want to be. That's what we want to be. Amen? Where were we going? Joshua. 1-5. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Joshua one says, No one will be able to... Uh, yeah, NIV, thank you. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is what love does. It sticks by you no matter what. And, you know, people say, well, yeah, but that was Joshua. No, God doesn't do it because of of what you've done. He does it because of who you are. You're his. And so I went ahead and looked through the whole Bible to see how many times this, and it's in there way more than just Joshua. And it's in there in the Psalms. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And it's in Hebrews, the New Testament. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Well, you know why? Because He'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's what He is. He doesn't do it. He loves us and He will not leave us and He will not forsake us. He's a good God and He does good things and the the more we get a hold on that and and hold on to that love and say, you know what? I will never doubt your love, God. And when, when the storms are coming and, 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 the, and the ship and, and your household looks like things are going bad and it looks like you're not going to make it and you don't run down to the bottom of the ship and say, Lord, don't you care, don't you care, don't you care? The ship's sinking, the ship's sinking, the ship's sinking. You walk down and say, you stand up on the deck and you say, Lord, you do love me and because you do, I have faith that I can say to this sea, Peace, be still. I can say to this sickness, you go in the name of Jesus. I can say to my finances, you're going to be be raised up. You're going to come out of this. You're going to have more than enough. All our needs are going to be met. We'll say what's right. Why? Because we have faith in that love. We're not doubting the goodness of God. And because we're not doubting this goodness, we're receiving from it. You can't receive from what you doubt. You won't even go. Like if somebody said there's water in that, well, I know you're thirsty. Go ahead. I don't believe it. You'll never go get a drink. You'll die of thirst. There's water right there. You don't believe it. You receive from what you believe. Amen? And and and, and the thing about it is, is as we look at, is we, we say, God, I know you're not leaving me. You're not forsaking me. I don't know why this storm's here, but I know it can't conquer me. Right? He did say that people would attack. He did say that storms would come. But He did say that they would not overcome you. Amen? And so it doesn't matter what's coming against us because all the days of our life, nothing will be able to stand against us. Amen? Deuteronomy 20, verse 3. Not only does He never leave us nor forsake us, He fights for us. He fights for us. Our God is for us. That's why nothing can be against us. Nothing can win against love. Why? Because love is for us. So nothing can win against us. People say, well, stuff has won against me. Well, then you didn't use use love. And it ain't over. Right? (laughs) You know, that's the thing. People say, no, I lost. Well, the only way you lost is if you say you lost. Because you can have another strike, you can get another pitch, you can play the game another inning, you can go a whole other day. If you'll keep believing, you never lose. Right? Why? Because you have God's love on your side and it doesn't fail. It is eternal. And that's the thing. When when he put that love in place, it was eternal. And it went backwards and forwards. It went as far back as, as it needed as the foundations of the earth before sin existed. And it went further than sin can ever go. Amen. So nothing you can do is going to strap. Is going to strap the love of God. It's not going to say, "Oh, wow, they went further than I could get to." Because if they did, Jody would already he'd have ran him out. I've heard just a little of his testimony. He'd have ran him right out. There wouldn't have been any more. <laughs> All of us probably would have wore him out. I'm glad he's a better parent than I was because there was times where one kid wore me out. I can't imagine you guys with three and four and five. Glory to God. I'm so thankful I had one. Thank you, Lord. Where did I say to go? Deuteronomy 20, verse 3. And I will again. He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Well, what are you going against every day? When you wake up, you're going, in, you're going against something. Every day, the devil's going to throw something at you. He's going to try and get you to, to cave in yeah. to your flesh. Yeah. Right? Why? Because your flesh is easy. Yeah, you know, I don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah, God's probably telling me not to. You didn't even <laughs> ask God. You asked your flesh. Your flesh told you not to do it. You didn't want to do it. You know, next thing you're going to do, you're just going to quit getting out of bed. Right. That'll be next. You just keep following your flesh. The next thing you'll be, oh, I'm not getting out today. I don't really need a job. I don't really need a house. There's cardboard boxes everywhere. <laughs> right? I mean, we can be so lazy and so, because, you know what? This does take effort. Why? Because your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh doesn't like it. But God says, you, if you'll just go into battle, all you've got to do is not get in fear. All I'm asking you to do is stand there, not be afraid. Don't be faint-hearted and don't be afraid. That's all he's saying. If you'll get up and just not be afraid today. If you'll walk out that door in faith, trusting that I'm your Lord, I'm the Lord, your God, then you don't have to be terrified or give way to panic. In other words, when when you see it coming at you, don't don't even be concerned. Why? Because he's got it. If if we're counting on us, then we've already blown it so many times, we know we'll blow it again. Quit judging God like you judge yourself. You you haven't been faithful. He has. You haven't been consistent. He has. He's very secure. Amen? I'm not saying you haven't been faithful in areas. He's been faithful always. He's never failed anyone at any time. We we look at ourselves, and then we decide how God is, and God's nothing like we are in that respect, right? He's saying, you be like me, don't judge me to be like you, right? And so, when we're standing there, we don't have to panic, you know, oh my gosh, the bill's due tomorrow, it's due tomorrow, it's due tomorrow, the bill's due tomorrow, Uh, do I need another verse to quote? God, forgive me. Um, I, I don't know what I did, but go ahead and forgive me anyway. <laughs> um, do I need to go lay in the floor? Do I need to cry? Um, just tell me what I need to do to get you to move. You don't need to do anything to get, as so stand there. And not panic. And not panic. You know, Brother Moore said it over and over again. It's not time to panic when the doctor gives you a report. That's, that's the time to stand. That's the time to stand and not be faint-hearted and not be afraid and not be terrified and don't give way to panic before them. Never let them see you sweat. Yes. <laughs> right? Even, even, if you're start, even if you can just feel that little bead of sweat, come on. Just... <laughs> huh? I'm alright. If God be for me, you can't be against me. You're getting ready to surrender. And they're big. This is a big old gnarly poverty monster and sickness monster. And man, he's big and he's screaming and he's got ugly teeth and everything. And then, man, oh boy, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And don't panic before them. Next verse. For the Lord your God, the Lord your God, the Lord your God. And that's, that's what you, the Lord my love, the Lord my God. He's going to fight for me. I'm not going to do anything. You look like you're coming at me, but you're coming at the Lord. And you're getting ready to hit a wall that's so much bigger than me, and it's standing right before me. So come on, because you're getting ready to hit God. And nothing can win against God. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He wants good things in our life. He wants us to believe in how good He is. He wants you. It is so difficult for our flesh to just grasp how much He loves us. He loves us with everything He is because He is love. And we need to quit trying to grasp it in our mind and have that little child's heart and just say, Yep, that that He wants me to have it all. I'm not just going to take a quarter out of his hand. I'm going to take every bit of If God's reaching it out, take everything he's got. Because that's going to make him the happiest. Amen? He doesn't just want you well. He wants you prosperous. He doesn't just want you prosperous. He wants you full of joy. He doesn't just want you full of joy. He wants you full of peace. He, he wants you to have everything that he's bought and paid for you to have. He wants you to be the light of that He's put in you. He wants you to not only have this love, but to show this love to others. Because as we do, it change, We our lives don't only really change, but others' lives change. Other people get answers. But when we panic, think about what that looks like to the world when the Christians panic. When we faint, there's nothing to run to. It's time for us to quit fainting. It's time for us to stand in the face of whatever's coming at us and say, guess what? You're getting ready to surrender. And everybody around you saying, you are nuts. Get out of the way. And you're standing still because you know your God goes before you. Amen? And He's a good God. And He wants us to... He, well, He's already won for us. Amen? You got a song, Susan? You have dealt by to flee with me